Welcome to the Soul Craft Your Life podcast. My name is Carmen Marshall, and I'm a life design and manifestation expert, a seven-figure entrepreneur, wellness educator, and a dance teacher. And I'm passionate about helping you create a magical and fulfilling life. Whether you want to discover your purpose, learn how to attract financial abundance, or create more health, balance, joy, and connection in your life, the Soul Craft Your Life podcast has got you covered. One part strategy and one part soul. Each week we explore both the practical and the spiritual with intriguing experts and fascinating human beings, all sharing their wisdom to help expand what we think is possible for our own lives. The goal, to help you create a life you love on your own terms that stems from your soul. Let's dive in and discover what this life has to offer each of us. Hello, gorgeous souls. Welcome to episode 12, which is all about turning your passions into a successful business with Vladia Koprodova. Vladia is a published cookbook author of four cookbooks with a fifth one on the way. Gut health specialist, nutritionalist, and co-founder of Jungle & Co. with her sister, Sandra. Vladia and Sandra decided to open up Australia's first dedicated gut health bar. And their mission is to inspire people through personalized nutrition to become their own wellness experts. In just four short years, Jungle & Co. has become a landmark in Noosa, Australia, and they're currently opening up a second cafe in Brisbane. I wanted to interview Vladia because, number one, their cafe is my favorite healthy restaurant in the whole of Noosa, where we're currently living. And number two, she has an amazing, very soul-crafty story of taking her passions and her personal interest in wellness and turning them into a successful and fulfilling business. So whether you're a current or an aspiring business owner, Vladia's tips and insights will help you create or expand a heart-centered and impactful business. Our interview starts with her growing up in communist Czechoslovakia, now Slovakia, to moving to the UK to be an au pair, to then moving to Australia and following her passion for healthy food and wellness and all the little synchronicities along the way of following her heart and feeling the fear and doing it anyways. I'm so looking forward to introducing Vladia to you. A health expert of more than 20 years, she's a fountain of inspiration for fad-free whole food eating, my favorite. And thus, this interview is packed full of soulful business building strategies and easy down-to-earth nutrition tips. All the resources we mentioned, of course, will be in the show notes at carmenmarshall.com forward slash 12. Now, let's dive in. So, Vladia, I'm so excited to have you here. We are at Jungle & Co., your restaurant, twice a week, at least. <laughs> so, And I always talk about you, especially in my Sexy Fit Nutrition Challenge, as like find a cafe in your area that you can go to that has healthy food, you can do takeaway. So my listeners know about you. So I'm so glad to have you here. But before we get started into your history and what you've created, can you tell our listeners where you are right now so they can visualize where in the world you are? Yes. Thank you for having me, Carmen. I'm excited too. So I am now at the moment overlooking city skyline of Brisbane. Usually I would be in Noosa, beautiful beach place where you live as well. And I uh, am looking at the skyline of Brisbane because we're setting up our second shop here. So I am at the moment put here 
we're fitting out our second store, second cafe, and super excited. So I am in the city. I'm a city girl today. <laughs> and Brisbane's so lucky because when we used to live in Brisbane, it was so hard to find healthy restaurants. So mm. yeah, so Brisbane, you don't know how lucky you are now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Exactly. And when we talk about healthy cafes and healthy restaurants, there is definitely a trend and it's definitely emerging, which is great. There is a lot of new places that are opening up. I think really making sure that when you are visiting those places, you're looking at their menu and asking them what they're using because there is a lot of places that are not so healthy, but perceived to be healthy. So it's really often good to ask questions as a consumer. Oh my goodness. And then that makes the cafe owners realize like more and more people are really interested in the the integrity of food. Exactly. Where the food comes from. So Vladia, I've given an introduction about you, but can you tell us in your own words, what it is that you do, what you're passionate about? Yeah. So I am definitely passionate about food and whole foods, most of all. I am a nutritionist and published author as well of a series of cookbooks. And I co-founded a Jungle & Co, which is a gut health bar with my sister, Sandy. We first opened in Noosa four years ago. And as I said, we are opening up in Brisbane. So my passion is food, like really genuinely beautiful local food. It's just amazing what we've got here in Australia. And when you look at farmer's market, when you look at your local garden places. It's just such an inspiration on ray of veggies and fruits. And it's just amazing inspiration when you can bring into your kitchen and how you can really lead a healthy, thriving life. So that's me. <laughs> and that, I remember when we first found you, when we first moved to Nusa in early 2020 and your cafe, it's so unique because not only like the food is so healthy and everything when you walk in and the menu But what I loved is you have like celery and oranges and lemons and limes, like not only just in the shop, but on the tables. So you really get this feeling of like living in a rainbow. Yes, (laughs) that's right. And you definitely speak out our language because we want to inspire people to become inspired by fresh rainbow veggies and fruit. I mean, we're so lucky in Australia. We have such an amazing array of beautiful sunshine foods. So we want to inspire them by placing all sorts of fruit and veg all around our shop. And it really, I always say, people go, your place is so beautiful. And I said, well, it's the fresh produce. It really makes, it's the best merchandising tool ever for the store because it just speaks health and wellness. And you suddenly feel, even sitting down for a cup of coffee, you feel suddenly like you're really treating yourself and healing yourself and nourishing yourself. So that is the purpose. It's like going to a farmer's market. Like when you go to a farmer's market, you feel like being healthy. And when you walk into your cafe, because there's like lemons and celery and just everything around, you're like, I just want to be healthy forever. That's right. (laughs) And it's fun and it's inspiring and it's with balance as well. So we try to, as I said, inspire people rather than preach to people what is good. It's just really feel for yourself what is good for you and see and really craft your way through this health journey. Mm. And I really, I picked that up immediately from you is you're not about fads. You're really just about long-term health and of course, starting in the gut. And I love your tagline. Can you explain why you came up with the name Jungle & Co? Yeah. So it's our gut is a foundation of our health. So I believe that 
the gut is like a jungle in there. So that's why we call it the jungle, jungle and co, because the gut is like a rainforest. It's a lot of good and bad bacteria. So little good monkeys, little bad monkeys. And we really want to thrive and nourish the good monkeys. So it's with good produce, good variety of fresh plants, a variety of fresh produce, and also breathing in lots of liquid, lots of water, just looking after yourself. So the jungle is the gut. So that's why we call it the jungle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and we know now like your gut is where all health starts. Like that's, it affects your immune system. It affects your teeth. It affects everything. Right. Yeah. So I love the focus. And it's not so when they say, listen to your gut and our gut knows, we definitely believe. So there is a nerving system, uh, nerving endings, lots of nerves within our gut. So it signals to our brain as well. So really tune into yourself and trust your gut because your gut knows first. So I almost say it's like the first brain because we know when something feels right. We know deep down when, you know, when you don't listen to your gut and you go a few years later or months later, I knew I shouldn't have done it, but here you go. You did it anyway. So that's a really good lesson to be tuned into yourself and listen to your gut. Some of these things that we just say, there's so many layers to them and they are so true. Like, I think they call them aphorism, aphorism, but basically it's like, it could almost be a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's so true. Like That's listen right. to your gut on a physical level, listen to it on a spiritual level. Exactly. That's right. And like you said, the gut is the foundation and not only for our overall health, but also our immunity, our mental health. We know deep down when there is not something right with our gut, we just don't feel ourselves. So mental health is another issue where it stems from the gut. So I always say to people, I think number one tip for when you really want to start healing your gut, I think it's really important to go gluten-free. That's kind of my main health tip to really eliminate a sugar and also a gluten. And sugars, I'm talking highly processed stuff. So, and I'm also talking with gluten, highly processed. You know, when you go to Italy, and you have a beautiful pizza and you are sitting down. This is all made by beautiful ingredients. So the dough is fermented and it's, you know, made from real ingredients. Absolutely. Have a piece of sourdough because that's 72 hours fermentation. It really helps you digest. But when we have something that is not true to our bodies, our bodies don't recognize that. That's what I'm talking about, that type of gluten. So yeah, gluten-free is probably the number one tip, what I would say to people, if they want to heal their gut or start on their journey, tick off gluten-free. Perfect. It's so interesting. America, Canada, Australia, it's the same thing. Like for example, Peter can't have bread when he's in Australia and America, Canada, but he's in Europe right now and he's totally fine with the bread in Europe. Absolutely. It's so crazy, eh? Yeah, because it's highly processed here and it's modified and it's just Back in Europe, it's really the traditional way. We still make things traditional way. We should really see how our great-grandparents used to live and just go back to our natural roots. Like it's not really hard to eat healthy. We just made it so complicated. And that's when you said about the fat-free diet, the fat-free cafe, what we have. I do not believe it's nutrition should not be hard. It's just looking our previous generation, great-grandparents, what they used to live and eat. If they don't recognize it, we shouldn't be really putting it into our bodies. And speaking about heritage, 
So can you tell us how you got into nutrition? I know nutrition and food is so your jam. Where did it start for you? Like, where did this passion first have its little seedling? Oh, it started <laughs> when I was a child because I just truly, genuinely, I mean, everybody loves food, right? But I was one of these children, like always playing with food, eating a lot of food as well. <laughs> My mom is like, oh, she's a good eater. So always was amazing eater. And I love, love all the, there is not one thing that I don't like actually like people sometimes they don't like let's just say eggplant or tomatoes I eat everything like I really and I'm also adventurous which I love so food started from very small young age and my grandma used to have a schnitzel house as well so you know not so healthy schnitzels mm-hmm. but so delicious and tasty so we would help her in the kitchen constantly would be making food with grandma and mom. And that was one of the smallest rooms in our house, in our block of apartments where we used to live. And we always were around the kitchen. Like it was the smallest, but everybody was in the kitchen, like around the table, grandma was cooking. And so it was a really happy time growing up. The way that I grew up, I grew up in Eastern Europe, Czechoslovakia, former Czechoslovakia. So It was part of communistic era. So I grew up in communism. It actually is really interesting looking back now. It was very confined. I didn't see pink color. That's probably why I love pink. Everything was really gray. And But we had a really good upbringing. We had beautiful food. Everything was made from scratch. And there was never overconsumption. So if you went to a shop, like let's just say supermarket, little tiny corner. We didn't have supermarkets. We had small shops around the suburbs. So when you went to buy bread, you had to queue up for like a couple of hours. You had to get there six in the morning because if you get there nine, everything was sold out. So it was very limited, the supply. So it was mostly like there was no overconsumption. Nothing went to waste. So in the very sense of preserving our planet, it was actually a really good way to live. It wasn't, you know, you didn't have 50 million types of bread. You just had one beautiful sourdough. So not so much variety, but we would be shopping every day. We would be going to the markets and everything was fresh. And so I grew up in communism. So my mom always told me, you have to get out of this country. You know, your future is out. I really want you to thrive and travel because that was taken from them when they were young. So when the borders open, The only way, because we didn't have much money, the only way to go out and travel the country and travel overseas was to become an au pair, so living in a nanny. So I got signed up with an agency and got transferred to London and was living with a family. And that really was when I noticed how Western world lives. I mean, I was 18 years old and I got to, you know, I was living in au pair and I was being cooking for family. And they would tell me, we would go shopping in Tesco, which is like a big, big supermarket. We'd be shopping with the biggest trolley ever and putting some cardboards in there, like a big packets and, and everything was beautiful. Like everything was really nice marketed, really beautiful boxes. You almost wanted to keep them, not throw them in, in the bin. <laughs> and so the way that I was cooking for the family was open up a packet, put it in the microwave or oven, And then that was the dinner. So I called mom and I said, oh my gosh, mom, this is incredible. They don't spend time on cooking. They just put everything in the oven from the packet and it's done. 
And she's like, wow. And I said, you know, when you soak your beans, everything comes from a can. Like you don't have to do anything, any of that. So I was really blown away of the convenience. I've never seen that. So it was a very novelty to me. So I stayed there for two years in London and I saved up all this money. And I really, my biggest dream was to come to Australia because of the ocean and beautiful country that is. The weather as well, like the weather here is incredible. It's nice and warm. And so I saved up enough money, got here 23 years ago and started studying nutrition. And that's kind of my journey in, you know, the food. It was, everything was surrounded by food. When I go travel to countries, I always go and travel and I research, always research the healthy places. And that's where I go, you know, so I just love traveling and love tasting different foods, different countries. And yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. And it's so funny. You said that when you were young, your mom knew you loved food. My mom was telling me recently that when I was little, as soon as the fridge would open, I would be over in the fridge. (laughs) So so interesting. I remember you telling me that in, in Czechoslovakia, there was not much variety, but it was very healthy. So then, you know, you travel to the UK, there's so much variety, but it's not as healthy. And I'm sure, is that probably what motivated you to open a healthy cafe? What was the trajectory for you there? Yeah. So I've always was really interested in whole foods and different type of plants. And I remember working in a little juice bar and there was this American lady and she came in and ordered a smoothie. And she said, oh, can you put some avocado in the smoothie? I said, avocado in a smoothie? And this is what, 20 years back. So I was blown away. I was like, she goes, yeah, 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 in America, we do that. And I said, wow, that's incredible. So I started experimenting with all different flavors, all different recipes. So it was all about making beautiful smoothies, cacao, avocado mousses. And yeah, I was just in the whole food space. So why I started to study nutrition, I really wanted to see what type of foods have an effect on our body. So I really wanted to make sure that I give myself best. So I best food and the best way that I really wanted to nourish myself. It was very much for my own sake. I really wanted to find out what does it mean when you eat carrot or what does it mean when you don't eat healthy? What does it do to your body? So I really was for my own sake to learn. So I sign up to Australian College of Natural Therapies in Sydney and studied for five years all these different natural therapies like aromatherapy, nutrition, reflexology, shiatsu, iridology. I was just immersed in the healthy way of living. And what do you think, because I think this is so interesting, your love of food could have taken you just into the restaurant industry, like making a beautiful restaurant. What do you think made you want to study health? Like, obviously, it seemed like for you, you wanted to figure stuff out. But what caused that kind of fork in the road where you just didn't go into being like, create a beautiful restaurant, but literally into like, like, what's the healthiest food to eat? Because I got inspired. So from being in London and seeing all that food, the convenient food, coming to Australia and seeing all this amazing fresh produce where I've never tasted mango in my life never tasted avocado in my life, I was blown away how incredible the taste is. So for me, it was just no turning back. It was mostly about plants and the ray of sunshine foods. It's just, yeah, I was blown away by that. So I really wanted to be in that space. I started eating raw foods and I was 
going to raw food retreats and yoga and surfing retreats. And it was just, I think the climate made me do it because when it's warm, you really want to eat nice and fresh, healthy food. In Slovakia, we've got different type of living, which is also healthy. So, you know, when you have seasons in Slovakia, where there is a lot of cold weather and obviously uh, long colder months, you really want to eat something nourishing and warm. You don't really want to be eating salads and tropical fruit. So, and that's, it has its place. So me being here in Australia, I was just like blown away, really wanted to be in the raw food, plant-based, magic land. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're so right. The food, the, just like the mangoes, the papaya, the pineapple. That's right. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh. So then you went to school and you studied all these different modalities. What happened next for you? I started working in a small juice bar and that place has grown into eight big stores. It was almost like Whole Foods in America. So eight big stores all around Sydney and was working there for 18 years. So always have been in the Whole Foods industry. I've seen back in the day, 20 years ago, there was one type of shampoo, one type of chocolate, the green and blacks. And it was just really there wasn't much variety. Now you look around and, you know, even the regular supermarkets now stock, the aisles are getting bigger and bigger, the health food aisles, which is fantastic. It's so good to see that that is what consumer now wants and is demanding. So I was in the, the healthy supermarket field. And then me and my sister really wanted to move to up to Noosa. Again, warmer climate from Sydney. It's Queensland. It's much warmer. And we just wanted to live that healthy, uh, not so much city lifestyle. We really wanted to immerse ourselves in that beauty of the land and the national parks and the biosphere of Noosa and set up something for ourselves. Again, it was something that we really wanted to do for ourselves because there weren't much of health foods, cafes in Noosa. So we're like, well, hang on a minute. We've got the expertise. We've been doing this for over 20 years. This is our passion. Let's have and open up our gut health bar in Noosa. And that's mm. started from there. Let's create what we want. <laughs> that's right. Let's spread what we want. And honestly, when people go and see me in the cafe and I chop up veggies and I just genuinely love doing it. Then I come home and I start cooking again. <laughs> mm. So I, I sometimes laugh with my sister where I'm like, actually, like, why don't I take the food what I've cooked for the cafe home for dinner. I just start cooking it. I truly, genuinely enjoy it. You can so tell. I mean, when you walk in, I think that's part of it. Like it's rare where the owners will actually be in the restaurant these days, but you're in there. Yeah, that's right. It's such a beautiful way to build your community. And uh, people are on the same path and same level of the wisdom. And I just, yeah, we are on the same page and it's just beautiful. And the community is like our family. Also, because our family is overseas, it's just really nice to belong somewhere because when you belong, you thrive. You really need to set yourself around the community that you want to, you, what you are, you attract. So I think it's a wonderful way that we get to share our passion with our customers. It's amazing. Yeah. I so believe like if you're, you know your purpose and for some people it's a journey, but if you can figure out your purpose and have your work around that. I mean, there's nothing better because you're living your joy every day and creating a community of like-minded people. So yes. yeah, I think it's just amazing. Now, how long has Jungle & Co. in Noosa been in existence? It's been four years now. 
Four years? Okay. And was that because a lot of my listeners are aspiring entrepreneurs or, you know, they're starting on the path of uh, fulfilling their dream. What was that like for you? Was it difficult? Did you come across any obstacles? Like what was that from inception of like, we want to do this to actually creating it? What was that like for you? And Sandra, your sister, of course. Hi, lovely soul. It's Carmen here, and I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about my brand new free manifesting guide. So do you feel a little stuck when it comes to manifesting? Maybe you've been dabbling in this world of manifestation, but it's just not flowing. Or maybe you're just an inch away from your dreams, but you can't seem to break through. Or perhaps you're brand new to manifestation and you're 100% ready to tap into your superpowers, but you're not quite sure how to get started. You are not alone. We all have our moments of doubt. And here's the truth. We all encounter a few sneaky reasons that can slow us down. And so I've just created a brand new guide and it's called the seven sneaky reasons you're not manifesting. And more importantly, what you can do about them. I talk about common manifestation hiccups, practical steps to reawaken your manifestation mojo and start turning your dreams into reality now. So to get you started or back into your manifestation flow, go to carmenmarshall.com forward slash seven, like the number sneaky S N E A K Y. So again, forward slash seven sneaky, and I'll put it in the show notes too. Drop in your email and I'll send you the free guide straight to your inbox. Okay. Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, so it was for us, I think, but everything flows. And as soon as we've opened, we were busy from get go. I think when we, because we've opened in a smaller community, it's the word gets around faster. So I think it almost made it easier. So we didn't really have to market ourselves. And we also found a niche being gut health bar. So there is not many gut health bars around. We were the first of Australia. So the niche definitely helped us to become something that people talk about and something that people are interested in. But when we first opened, so coming from big stores where it's eight supermarkets in Sydney, and there is a lot of people coming into a smaller space where it's just a small little cafe, it really amplified everything. And being a smallest business and starting from scratch, it's hard because you have to, not that only that you are chopping up veggies and then you're washing dishes, but then you have to do the social media and you have to do the bookkeeping. Then you have to clean the floor when you, before you lock up. So, <laughs> and you know, so it's not, it's hard, but if you are leaving your passion, you love doing it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are hard days as well. And sometimes you cry in the pillow and go, why, why am I choosing this path? And it's hard. Like, why am I not just like being employed by somebody and coming home and that's it, but it's living your dream. So, I mean, this is all what we strived for and inspired to. So it was easier in terms of, because we've opened in a smaller space, but it was hard because it was as a small business owner, you have to do everything and you have to figure out yourself as well. You have to ask questions. And then often it can be, we are lucky that we've got each other, me and Sandy, as sisters, we've got each other. But then also it can be challenging because when you are in such a small space and work together in such a small, literally like 34 square meter shop, 
there is no way to hide. No. <laughs> so, you know, when you have a bad day with you with your sister, there is no way to hide. You have to get on with it. And I think that's, we have definitely grown from that beginning as in partnership. We have grown, okay, so this is our business. We really treat our business as a true business. So it seven o'clock start, we finish at five. I think it's really important to us. And it's really important that you treasure and value your business and also value yourself within the business. So treat the business it is money-making machine. So you need to treat it as a professional way. We treat our customers professional way. It's really interesting when you're working with your family, you need to be stepping into, when you are stepping into the business, being the business owner and being the business partner rather than two sisters having a fight in the morning who gets to go first to the bathroom. (laughs) You know, when you are in the shop, you are on and it's the business. So it's just like this. It's, yeah. you know, it's up and down, up and down, but having that passion and figuring out what you really want to do in your life, because we love it, it's much easier. You want to go there. Now that I haven't been in our shop, Nusa, because I'm here in Brisbane, now that I haven't been there, I'm like, I really, really miss it. Like, I really want to go. On Monday, we're going in there, seeing everybody. We're going to be making coffees, juices, smoothies. Just love it. Yeah, you really hit something. I think it's so important to, when you go into business, choose something that you love, not that just makes good money because there's going to be ups and downs no matter what. But if you love what you're doing, it's easier because Mm. every business is going to have its ups and downs. But if you love what you're doing, yeah, it's easier to manage. Yeah. And also it's that, you know, you can definitely, people sense it. When you love something, you really attract the flow and the abundance as well. So I think first, figuring out what you love, what you will keep up at night and what you will be excited about to come to. I think that's really important for the foundation. And the money will come, like the money, because you will attract that. You will, you're living your passion. The universe will not let you go past and not make money and not thrive in, what, in your true purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole thing is we... I think we get it so back to front what's taught in, in university and, and high school because we're making money so we can do the thing that we love versus if we do the thing that we love, you'll make the money because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just chasing money to do what you love and then you're going to be old and <laughs> you might as well do what you love right now. Absolutely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys manage time and well, I guess more like work-life balance. You mentioned that you start at seven, you end at five. Do you then put the business to the side and just live your life or do you find that it spills over? And and I ask that because as an entrepreneur myself, I find it so easy, especially if you love what you do, for it to spill over into the evenings and the weekends. So how do you and Sandy navigate that? Yeah, so that's a really good question because, I mean, that again, there are stages. So when we are opening our shop. So we've already opened Nusa. And that was, as soon as we've opened, we dedicated hours. We said, okay, for six months, we will work seven days, seven till seven. We will be open seven till seven, Monday to Sunday. We really wanted to connect with the community, get our word out there and talk to everyone who comes through our doors and make sure that we are accessible. And also making sure that we know like, what is the trade? Like, is it busy in the morning? Is it in the afternoon? What opening hours should we be doing? 
when is the busiest? Is it Monday to Friday? Is it Saturday, Sunday? So we really wanted to give ourselves best chance to succeed and to understand the flow of the business and to understand the flow of the area. So we've worked really hard at the beginning and then we took time and time off. So we put 110% the beginning of the first six months and then we took our time. We just went on holidays and we made sure that we have a strong team and we took it easier. So we didn't work seven till seven. We took, you know, a couple of weeks off. So we really make sure that there is a balance. So sometimes when you need to do it, it is what it is. You do 24-7 and you just get it done. And then you know that there is something at the end, you know, your reward or something. Um, so now that we are setting our business in Brisbane, what we will do again, we, we need to see what the flow is of the street, when it's the busiest. There is so much market research you can do, but unless you are there, actually doing it yourself, you know, seeing what the customers are saying, seeing where should we, you know, what product should we bring in? Because you need to be a little bit more flexible and see what that that area of customer wants. Because Noosa can be different to Brisbane. Brisbane is a city like, you know, so what is it going to be? What are products are going to be selling? So we will again work probably seven till seven, seven days, see how it goes. But I think now that we know our business much better in four years, you know, the foundation is there. It will be much easier. We will just do it for a couple of months and then go back to our balanced lifestyle. But I do definitely, I think with Sandy, when we come home, we often don't talk about the business. It's just natural to just for us switch it off, leave it at the door, because then there is always tomorrow. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to be perfect at everything. You just, I think my suggestion is always just take one step at the time, one foot in front of each other, because it can get so overwhelming. There is so much you want to do for the business and there is so much, there's so many ideas you've got, but it can be so overwhelming that you don't get to do anything. So I think starting little projects one by one or is a, well, I am very much a creative. So if I've got the creative juices going, then I'm working 12 hours and then I'm passionate and I'm doing it and I'm getting things done. And then next week, I might not do any of that. So it's just like really seeing your flow, what works for you. For some people, it can be too overwhelming to not think about the business for half of the day. And then they go back to the business the next day and they're not too overwhelmed. Sometimes, for example, when I switch off completely from my business, let's just say I turn off all my notifications and then I go back. I find it really hard and distressing because I didn't even kept up with anything. And then it's just too much hard work for me. I'd rather be in the flow with it. And business is an extension of me and my sister. So it just feels natural to be involved all the time. Mm. Yeah, I think you highlighted so many great things. It's everyone has a different personality in business. And I tend to be similar where I don't like too much to pile up because then you've got to go through all of that. I'd rather do like a little bit on, in my business, I take Sunday off, but I'd rather do yes. a little bit of work on Saturday morning so that by Monday, I'm not have this. Yeah. So I, I feel the right. same way too. But I think it's really important to understand yourself. You know, like, do you need a complete break or do you like to just do a little bit? And I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is you can figure out what works for you. Absolutely. And that's the same for nutrition. It's really seeing what works for you. I mean, no point of us 
uh, preaching or, you know, inspiring people and telling, oh, eat lots of raw veggies and more plants. I mean, if your gut can't handle a lot of plants, a lot of fiber, you're going to have really hard time to digest all that. And it's, again, little steps, little steps. Not everything 110%. Now I'm giving up everything. No, you also want to enjoy your life. You want to have those little naughty treats. Not that they're naughty. You know, I really want to stop people from seeing food as good or bad. It's just if you really enjoy it and if it is a connection with your family, then I think it's really beautiful way to nourish yourself as well. And so figuring out what you really thrive on within your business, within your nutrition, within a lifestyle, I think that's definitely key to thriving, crafting your own life. All of your things that you do, it's all about customizing your health for you, which is so important. There's, you know, not one size that fits all. And that's what I love about your cafe too, because you can bring in someone who's vegan, you can bring in someone who's raw, you can bring in someone who likes cooked food. And they're going to feel comfortable because you've got healthy options for all of those. And I always say everybody's welcome to our table. No matter if you eat chips, burgers, you know, like a glass of wine, you know, like we're really here as a family. So come in and I don't want this to be becoming something unattainable. It has to speak to everybody. We are here for everybody. We're here to inspire and we really want to make sure that We do now meal plans, so personalized meal plans. So we do consultations one-on-one, and we really want to make sure and figure out for people their best diet so they can continue and live the healthy longevity lifestyle and long life where they thrive, you know, and they've got a lot of energy. They get to wake up smiling and excited about the day ahead rather than going, oh, I'm so tired because nothing is better feels better when you are thriving when you are we feel this juicy energy going yes I'm doing it that's amazing let's do it you know yeah and that's I think one of the biggest things is people just aren't waking up with energy and they're not feeling their best throughout the day like never mind even just being sick but just not waking Mm. up with that energy and when you wake up excited for the day that changes everything yeah that's right I get excited about my cup of coffee, you know, I get to make <laughs> so all these little things, get excited about these tiny little things and it just spills over and your day is so much brighter. Mm. So talk to us about your books, because I know you have a book that, another book that you're writing, but yes. your previous books, how did that all eventuate? Because you had someone pick up your book, which was pretty amazing. So tell yes. us about that. So I've been constantly, like I said, when I was working in the juice bar and that American lady inspired me coming in and saying avocado in her smoothie, I was just really inspired going, okay, well, avocado and what about kale and what about this? So really started writing recipes, noting them down and then self-publishing books that when I look now, they just look so bad, but you know (laughs) I got notice. The books got notice and a publisher, Murdoch, came in and they said, we would like you to write a cookbook. And I was like, well, of course, yes. Published author who is just, you have to do a lot of pitch when you want to, you know, be published. So that was incredible. But it started from something that I didn't think anybody's going to pick up, but people really resonated with my cookbooks, my writing, my recipes. 
She's like, oh, this is great. And like I said, it started from, it wasn't perfect. I remember actually the first cookbook that I've ever put out had a typo. Instead of five teaspoons, there was five tablespoons. And then I had a backlash and people were like, well, I made this recipe and now it's all ruined. I cried and I cried. I thought my life is over. I was just like, I can't believe I did that. I really was destroyed because when you leave your passion, it's an extended of yourself. When you put yourself out there and when it's when you make a mistake or when it's not received well, you really, this is yourself. People are criticizing your own self. So it's, it was really hard. So from then on, I really made, that was the biggest lesson for me. The recipes have to be, no matter how the book looks like, you know, the visuals, if the recipes are not good and if they are not proper recipes, if they don't work, you don't have a cookbook. So I've really early on learned myself that it's not all about what you see. It's actually making sure that the work is there and that you've done your due diligence and you've done, you know, really good work and you make sure that it's properly done and you took your time rather than, oh, it looks amazing, looks wonderful, you know, like a shiny object. Mm, it yeah. really has to, you really have to be genuine and you really have to make sure that you go through all this little nitty gritty. So that was my biggest lesson. And then the publisher told me as well, I guess they've gone through this type of stuff. They said, I don't care about anything else. I really want to make sure that the, the recipes are correct. So if you need to do them four times, and we did, the recipes you have from day dot when you sign author's contract as a published author, you've got uh, three months to deliver the work. So I had three months to go on over through all the recipes and we would be cooking at home till like midnight. Then you have to eat the food and taste the food. And yeah, so it was a big process. Luckily, there was no mistake, which is fantastic. But yeah, so you you really, you, I think it's for everybody out there, it's just start off, you know, don't wait till you're perfect. Don't wait till the background room looks great and then you can start podcast. Just start, just mm. start. You'll learn your way. Yes, you'll make mistakes like I did with the recipe and I cried. Yes, you will be destroyed because that is who you are and you really want to make the best job but you will mess up. You will make mistakes. We are human. So that's okay. Let's move forward one step at a time, but just start. I think it's just so important because I've got so many projects as well. And I feel like I don't want to start until this is perfect. And that's perfect. It's like, well, what's perfect? You know, everybody's got a different vision of perfect. And if you hadn't have gotten out the books, even though they weren't perfect, you wouldn't have been noticed by Murdoch, you know, which is that's right. a massive publisher exactly. in Australia. So Absolutely. And so then the book was published in Australia, UK and New Zealand. And then Czechoslovakian, Slovakian publisher noticed that book and then they translated. So I'm also a published author in my home country. And wow. what a privilege is that, you know, mm. it's just beautiful. So exactly. You just never know when this will take you. You know, you might not be the biggest cookbook author or, you know, might not be the biggest podcaster but it could take you to a different trajectory which you never actually thought you would be possible. And it's just really just getting out there. I think it's just really believing in yourself. Yes, you will be scared. Yes, you will be, oh my goodness, like it's a bit cringeworthy. 
whatever, let's just go, let's do it. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. And it all starts by figuring out what is it that you love that you want to put your time into and then just sharing that. That's right. That's right. So you mentioned some health advice with going gluten-free and lowering sugar, con- especially processed sugar. Are there any other health advice tips that you would give to people? I think the number one, I would say, eat more plants. I mean, just load up. So you've got a plate, at least 70% of that plate should be all colorful veggies. But there is so much scientific data that eating more plants is definitely better for our health, overall health. So imagine that it's a lot of water content. So you're increasing your water intake. We are 70% of water, our bodies. So we thrive on water. So you're already ticking your water intake there. And in terms of the fiber, everything, it's just like a cleansing brush. So when you think about your gut walls, it's those fiber that the beautiful salad you're having, the beautiful shredded carrots you're having, the avocado, the berries, they all act like a little brushes around your intestinal wall. So you having your own detox cleanse within yourself. So it doesn't have to be all these powders that you put in and and just go back to real food. I think another really big inspiration is go back to real food, go to the farmer's market and see what is out there. See Also try variety rather than sticking to your, you know, I'm going to have broccoli, I'm going to have cauliflower. Well, what about that sweet or that parsnip that is there? What could you do with that? You know, variety, definitely. Adding fermented veggies into our diet, meaning uh, sauerkraut, pickles, also like a little bit of tempeh, fermentation, yogurt, you know, that's really wonderful way to increase your good bacteria. And that, again, involves in getting some fermented foods into your diet. You know, like when you're having, back in the Czechoslovakia, our plates are made up of, there is usually meat and veggies, but there is always a side of fermented pickles food. So it enhances your digestion. It's so much better for your digestion. It really increases the acidity increases the digestion and when you want to feel inspired go through the farmer's market or when you go to supermarket go from the outside area rather than inside so go around because the around supermarkets where you've got around walls that always involves fresh produce and then you've got your fish then you've got your meats then you've got your fresh milk fresh cheeses fresh butter And then you can close that gap off. So I think don't go in the middle aisles. There is nothing good in them. You know, like the health food aisle. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's tick. But again, you know, there is a lot of big companies that is big. You know, now we are, it's all about plant-based milks. Well, what is in your plant-based milk? As a consumer, go and check out the ingredients list because often it's industry oils. There is lots of sugar. Some almond milks have 2% of almonds. I mean, make it yourself or buy the best one that there is if you are switching from dairy to something that is plant-based. So really checking out your ingredients, not just because it's gluten-free. You know, a lot of gluten-free products, again, it's a big marketing scheme where they go, oh, we are gluten-free. Well, if there are cookies and gluten-free cookies, well, have a look what is in them. Again, there will be hydrogenated fats and lots of sugar, 
So I think really keep to real foods and fresh produce, increasing that. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, again, the farmer markets, which I think are, are so good because it gets us to eat local. It inspires us. It's when you go, you literally just feel like being healthy. That's and when right. you're inspired, it's so much easier to do. Like if you're shopping at the supermarkets, you don't get as inspired. So it's easier just to reach for convenience. But when yes. you go to the farmer markets, you're like, wow, there's cilantro, there's mint, there's... Yeah, that's right. And the smell and you are outside and you're talking to your farmer who's picked it, you know, like I go here on Sunday to these little organic markets in Brisbane. And it was so, just so beautiful to see because there is the whole family. So there is grandfather... Then there is the sun, and then there was a small baby. They got up at midnight to come and sell their produce. I mean, if it doesn't scream dedication, it's incredible because, like, one of my mottos is thank your body, thank your food, but thank your land and the farmer. Because without farmers, we wouldn't be eating all this amazing produce. They work so hard. I mean, I can't even imagine. They all wake up about 3 a.m. I mean, it's a hard physical work, work, and they do, they love what they do because, I mean, who would do that? 3 a.m. And then they are exposed to all these environmental changes and everything what is happening. There are floods, there is drought, and it's just such a volatile industry, and it's a hard work as well. And they were there at, you know, 7 a.m., and they had to wake up at midnight with that little child as well. I mean, it's just it's like, oh, why wouldn't you want to support them rather yes. than going in the big companies? It's just yes. beautiful stories. And their eggs are just amazing, you know, and everything. Like you get to ask them, okay, so what could I do with this? And what is this product? What is this green leafy veggies? You know, like you'll get to learn and, yeah, it's really good. And you get to meet a lot of like-minded people. It's a nice way to nourish yourself. Almost every city these days, like it's, you're very hard pressed to not find a farmer's market in a, any little town. So it's, yeah, it, even in Noosa, there's like three within, like you could easily yes. drive to. Absolutely. It's great. So what are your plans for the next two to three years? What does Vladi want to do? <laughs> wow. Well, so at the moment, there is so much in in the works, like we're doing the personalized meal plans, we really want to make sure that when people are doing our personalized meal plans, that they learn from us and then they get on to take that home and with them and really find out what suits them, what they thrive on. So we are, at the moment I'm studying epigenetics, so really understanding DNAs and, and finding out your own blueprint. So I am myself learning about all that there is and I really want to make sure that we take that to our next year into our business so having epigenetics testing and finding out for people not only what they thrive on as a food but as a lifestyle I mean some people thrive and this is what we were talking about in terms of a business some people can work at night which is great why should you feel guilty that if you can work at night and you thrive and your brain is active and you just go, yes, why don't you make it work for yourself? I know there is a lot of books for 5 a.m. clubs and things like, what if you're not early riser? You really want to make sure that you tailor your lifestyle to yourself, that you are within the flow because then everything will flow. 
So that is on the book. That is definitely on the next year plans. And then we definitely want to go global. If it means opening up a few shops around Europe and US, or if it's branching out in online sphere. So we're just still figuring things out, but we've got big plans. We've always had big plans with Jungle & Co. And we've had, we see a big picture. And, And for me, I just want to make sure that I, again, like that I tailor my business and my lifestyle to what suits me. So that's what Mm. I'm working with as well and on. Traveling, can't wait to go and travel and, you know, inspire people all around the globe. Our store in Brisbane will be well-oiled machine at that within a couple of years. I'm writing another cookbook, so that will be out next year. There is plenty. (laughs) And it's exciting. (laughs) So exciting. And in the beginning, you mentioned, you know, you have such a great niche, you know, the Jungle & Co., the everything starting with the gut, how that affects us physically, emotionally, spiritually. And then epigenetics. I mean, that's like one of the biggest things that we're realizing our environment and our thoughts affect us so much. It's not set when we're born. You know, it's... That's right. Born. And you can really turn on and turn off your genes expression. So I think it's fascinating. And I'm so excited about this next chapter. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm so excited too. <laughs> I want you to be all over the world. So wherever we travel, we can go exactly. to Jungle and Co. <laughs> Let's do it. Vladi, <laughs> uh, is there anything else you'd like to share that we I haven't asked you a question about for our listeners? No, I think it's just, this has been amazing, but I want to really cement that, that it's just start. Don't look at the future and 10 years. I mean, yes, look at and have an idea where you want to be. Goals are amazing, but it can also be overwhelming, especially when you are starting up a business and you see all the other businesses doing this, that, the other. Just stay in your lane, take one step at a time and really trust yourself that when you found your passion and when you live your passion, things will definitely work out. That's just such beautiful advice. I honestly think it's the most important thing we can do is figure out what we love and do that because Mm -hmm. everything else, relationships, health, everything is connected to our life force and us doing what we're meant to be doing, like why we're here. So it's just so well said. Yeah, absolutely. So where can people find you? Yes. So you can find us on Instagram. We're mostly active on Instagram, jungle underscore co underscore. But even if you you know, search for jungle, we should come up and our website. So our website is a wealth of knowledge. So you can see our services, you can see our recipes. There is a lot that you can learn from. Yeah, you can find us and hopefully we'll start our own podcast. So (laughs) yes, yes, you definitely are going to. (laughs) I'm going to keep encouraging you to. Yes, please. And I will put all of this in the show notes. And if you ever, for anyone, if you visit Noosa, obviously go check out Jungle & Co. Not only to go as a cafe, but you can, you know, do your personalized, customized meals. We go in there and do takeout some days as well, just when we just want your food. So, and there's, um, there's lots of other fun stuff to buy in your store too, like chai and candles and yeah, just, it's such a feel good place. So thank you, Vladia, for being in Noosa, for being a place that we love and love you, love Sandy. And just thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. We love you guys as well. (laughs) Thank you, Carmen. All right. Have a beautiful afternoon and we'll talk to all the listeners next week.
Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd absolutely love if you left a review on iTunes. It really helps me to get the podcast out there to support more people just like you to create soulful lives. And as a thank you, I'd love to send you my 20 personal affirmations for manifesting an aligned, magical, and fulfilling life. To access this freebie, simply send a screenshot of your review to soulcraft at carmenmarshall.com and I'll send you my favorite affirmations and mantras straight to your inbox. All my love and I'll see you on the next episode.